0: You hear you can you hear me? I sure can All right well <laughs> Chris, thank you for coming on to the pod um, For those who are listening uh, Chris uh, we met uh, in col- when I was in college he was a grad assistant or some Gra- or grad, grad assistant. It? Yeah, grad assistant. Um, he's a big Rams and Mizzou fan. So we're going to get Chris's thoughts on the Rams and Mizzou's past season. Sounds good. So, uh, Chris, what was your thoughts on the Rams playoff games? Uh, what happened? Well,
1: let's start off with the win against the Seahawks. Uh, they always, 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 always play the Seahawks well, even when the Rams weren't very good in St. Louis. They still played them well. And even with the quarterback situation, I felt like they – I mean, defensively, that's all they really needed to do because the Seahawks are pretty much a one-man offense. If you shut down Russ, he pretty much shut down the whole offense. So pretty much took care of business there. But the Packers were just better. They were a better team. There's nothing – like the Rams, they played well. They just didn't play well enough. I mean, even with Goff going in on half a thumb, I think he did well. I wouldn't say he lost us the game. We just simply weren't good enough.
0: Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Um, you know, it was really uh, – it was a wild ride, you know, uh, for the Rams to make the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> you know, with their backup QB, so did Arizona. And, you know, the Rams ended up beating Arizona, so their backup was better than our backup was. So what was your thoughts on the Rams' season as a whole?
1: as a whole so it was it was a rocky ride for sure they had their little stretch towards the end of the season where they dropped some games and you could clearly tell that i, I say golf lost a handful of games just himself with his performance i mean they were way better than their than their 10 and 6 record for sure they definitely should have won the division and now that we've got stafford i think that's all going to be fine i mean the defense, obviously, is probably going to take a step back next year. It's hard to replicate number one back-to-back, but they'll still be fine. They still got all their guys.
0: Yeah, so you, you, you just talked about um, Goff and Stafford. So what was your thoughts on that trade there?
1: A lot of people are going to hate it, but I actually don't mind it, to be honest. I mean, Stafford, you say he can't win, but no one wins in Detroit. I mean, Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson retired early because they couldn't win in Detroit. He's a good quarterback, definitely. And we gave up a lot, but the Rams have proven that they don't need number one picks to be successful. They draft well with the limited amount of picks that they have, and definitely now a Stafford. I think that definitely allows McVay to open up the playbook because I would say Goff certainly held McVay behind and I think he's got a little bit more left up his sleeve that now he can unleash. Now he's got a quarterback that's more mobile and got a better arm.
0: Yeah. And uh, I really liked how you, you were talking about the Rams having limited picks. Cause you know, there was that crazy stat where the Rams don't have a first round pick from, what was it like 2017 until 20...
1: 2016 with
0: golf up until the 2024 Jeez. Yeah. That's crazy. So what's your thoughts on uh the Rams free well, you know, free agents be uh free agency's been going on for a week or, or two weeks or at, uh by by this time. So uh what's your thoughts on the free agent moves or the trades they've made so far?
1: Well, going into the off season, the Rams were like sixty million over the cap or whatever. And I've learned through just through past years that the cap numbers pretty much does not exist because you can always move money around, turn it guaranteed, restructure. So I think currently we have 17 million open. So we've flipped 70 plus million dollars. And we signed we didn't make any really big signings outside Floyd, just brought him back. It's definitely a big number for him, but I mean he produced pretty well last year with the Aaron Donald effect. It certainly hurts to lose John Johnson. He was our play caller for sure. And he didn't even sign for that much for for the Browns. I think it was like 11 million a year or so, which is certainly underrated for the caliber of safety that he is.
0: Yeah, so what do you think are the Rams' uh, biggest needs right now?
1: Uh, offensive line uh, and linebackers. Linebackers were awful. God, awful. Troy Reader's about as fast as me and you i mean he makes plays (laughs) he gets to i mean he doesn't miss what he gets to but he doesn't get to a whole lot and michael kaiser's in and out in the lineup and whenever he's even in he's certainly nothing special so that's certainly a big it's a big need but i mean we have one of the top secondaries in the league and then we have a pretty solid d line so you can kind of hide the linebackers a little bit so I, i know they're looking for that in the draft but another need certainly is uh a deep threat receiver. We have a lot of the same caliber receivers, Cup Woods, uh, Van Jefferson are all the same, like short intermediate route runners. We don't have the burner. We signed Deshaun Jackson, but I mean, that would have been good 10 years ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so is there anyone on the market or in the draft that you've looked at and you're like, I really want him.
1: Uh, there's, um, the draft this year is so crazy. Like, I've seen, like, uh, just some mock drafts. Like, some guys in the second round, and then you look at another draft, and those guys are in the first round. Like, I've seen, I think it's Jamin Davis from Kentucky. He's a linebacker. I've seen the Rams projected to him at 57 or 58. And then I think the other day I saw him in the first round, like, in the 20s. So, I'm just, like, really don't know how to judge. Uh, they definitely need to look at O-line. I know they looked at the D3 kid from Whitewater's Quinn Miners. Yeah. Yeah, I know they've taken a look at him. He would be good. I've seen projected second and third round picks for him. So, again, That's I don't crazy. know where he's going to go. <laughs> yeah. It is. But Whitewater, they're, they're not a D3 school. They're they're certainly a D1. They just get all the people who want to stay home in Wisconsin.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, but, yeah, just, you know, piggybacking off the draft, I mean, you never really know what's going to happen until – It happens, Mm -hmm. really. I mean, you know, I I didn't believe that Arizona was going to take Kyler Murray until they did. Oh, yeah. Uh, And then you you
1: you got, like, the Raiders who always – they always take a guy multiple rounds early. They took Damon Arnett last year, and he was – I don't even know if he was a top 100 guy on a lot of big boards.
0: yeah. I know, I know. Also, last year they took—I uh, don't know what round it was—but they took that Lynn Bowden guy. Yeah, that was quarterback for Kentucky, and then they traded him after the preseason. Yeah, he yeah. Was, he was a receiver that got thrown in
1: to the to quarterback. And he was a like a gadget player. He played receiver, he played running back, did well. He got drafted in the second or third round, and then shipped him out to I think the Dolphins.
0: Yeah, it was Miami. Which I don't know what he did after that. but
1: Yeah, I don't know if he did well.
0: But, okay, so what's your uh, – I don't know if you've looked at the schedule, but what's your record prediction for next year? Uh, let me try
1: and pull it up real quick. I know it's going to change because they just passed the yep. 17th game. So I don't know what the criteria is going to fall into that.
0: Yeah, I I remember seeing some where like you'll play another division's like w- say the Rams came in second, right? Yeah. So it'll be another team second, a team that was in the standings mm-hmm. second okay. place.
1: Yeah, we got so we're gonna play all the second place teams in the NFC, and it looks like we got the AFC South this year, which is kind of a crapshoot, especially now with Sean Watson the way he is. But I mean, oh, we always, yeah. <laughs> We always play well against the Hawks and your Cardinals. Sorry to say that, but we always do well <laughs> against you guys. And yeah. we, just, we can't not play well against the 49ers. I mean, they beat us with Nick Mullins. And so I always – I'm going to say a split with them, uh, probably at least four and two in the division. And then we got the, the Bucks. I'll I'll take it L. We beat them last year, but you know, I'll just – I'll be generous. Then we got the Lions and the Bears and – Jacksonville and the Titans at home. I think we at least go three and one in those games. I mean, Detroit's not going to be very good. The uh, Chicago just signed Andy Dalton, and then you got the Jaguars. So definitely three wins there, and then the Titans one's probably a toss-up. So I'm going to say just ballparking, probably at least ten wins, similar record to last year.
0: Yeah, you know, looking looking at the schedule, I would have to agree. I mean. <laughs> Like you just said about the Bears, they saying Andy <laughs> Dahl and they still have Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. Um, Detroit, I don't even know who's going to be playing. Oh, they have yeah, dogs. But nothing else there.
1: They got no weapons. I mean, their old line's nothing special.
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, speaking of Arizona before we move on to Mizzou, but what was your thoughts on Arizona signing um, uh, J.J. Watt? Are you scared any or? Not
1: really. I mean, the the beach up in Arizona, signing all these old superstars. I mean, J.J. J. Watt's good when he's when he's healthy, but he's always banged up.
0: Yeah, I, I do think him being paired with uh, Jones is gonna be good. But again, Jones is coming off an injury last year, mm-hmm. so uh, you know, hoping both of them stay healthy. But we did lose Patrick Peterson, which he had he wasn't really. Wasn't very good last yeah, I wouldn't year.
1: say he hasn't been very good the past couple of years. He's he's definitely passed his prime. I think it's a good thing you probably didn't pay him the amount
0: that he was wanting. Yeah, and we got I mean Butler's a year older, but I do think he is gonna be pretty good. And then I think we'll draft a cornerback. Oh for sure. Yeah. All right, so let's jump into some Mizzou. What was your thoughts on the Mizzou Tiger season? Oh, def that. This is this is what I've been
1: waiting for. That was the season went way better than I thought. Coming in with a new coach, uh, I think they had three or so spring practices. I mean, they nothing to institute a new playbook, new systems, nothing. So it had to be pretty vanilla. And then going in with a freshman quarterback and coming out with a 500 record, I'd say, is pretty good.
0: Yeah. So um, you have to remind me who was the quarterback this year? It was
1: Connor Baszak.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, Connor. Connor, and then they got that. Uh, Brady cook guy. Mm -hmm. That's, that was a freshman, right? Yep. True freshman. All right. So what's the outlook for the Tigers future seasons? You think? Are they on build off of this season?
1: Oh, for sure. We didn't lose. I'm pretty sure all of the seniors came back except for two, the big ones. I mean, Nick Bolton, but we have some linebackers that are coming in. We got a grad transfer coming from rice that should obviously he's not going to replace him entirety, but he'll definitely be a big piece. And, uh, make some contributions to make up for the loss of Nick Bolton. And they got a good class coming in. They got guys that actually want to be here, some underrated guys that were lower rated than what they should be. And I know Drink's getting his guys in. We got a veteran team with a mix of some young guys. So I think it should be pretty good.
0: Yeah, uh, I do think uh, Drinkwidge is building a good program there. So, you know, I'm a big uh, quarterback person. So (laughs) – you know, they they just brought in, uh, is it Tyler Mackin?
1: Tyler Macon, yep.
0: Macon, and then they got another high, uh, high recruit uh, coming in. So is there a log jam at quarterback, you think? Uh, I think potentially.
1: I don't think it's going to be as big as people think. I mean, baselacks going to be a freshman, but, I mean, it's going to be a third-year freshman. You get red redshirt, and then you got the COVID year. So, I mean, I could see him starting this year, next year, and then probably either, I mean, if he does good, the draft or looking somewhere as a grad transfer. So then it opens up for Macon and Sam Horn. But I mean, you always want good competition, and someone's obviously bound to leave. It's just nature of the beast. But yeah. I mean, that just means if someone's leaving, that the, the guy that's starting is going to be pretty damn good.
0: Yeah, that's true. All right. So, what, what, I mean, you talked a little bit, but what was your thoughts on uh, drinking? Drinkwidge's first year.
1: Oh, loved him. Loved him, loved him, loved him. He was with the coaching search, he wasn't even on the initial like list of hires. They didn't the uh, board of curators told Mizzou that they weren't good that candidates weren't good enough, so they went back out, looked for more and what's came up and blessed to have him, man. He's he looks like a nerd, but man, he can coach and he can recruit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so what's your predictions for next year? I haven't really looked at their schedule for next year, uh, but they're SEC, so you're always gonna have the SEC games. Mm-hmm. It's pretty
1: favorable this year. I think we've gotten some, some of the lesser opponents on the west side. I mean, we always play Arkansas. We've beat them five years in a row now, but Arkansas is also on the come up, so that should be a good game. I'm pulling up their schedule now. We open up at Central Michigan. We should Central Michigan, Kentucky, Semo uh Boston College Tennessee North Texas so we should start out should start out on paper at least 6 and 0 heading into Texas A&M
0: Yeah that I mean that schedule looks uh sounds pretty favorable mm-hmm. um, I don't know how Texas A&M will be next year without Kellen Mon, but uh, I mean they were ranked top 10 this year so I'm sure they'll still be pretty good Yeah so. and then
1: you know Tennessee with the dumpster fire, they got there. I mean, Florida lost a ton Yeah. after this year. And we normally tend outside last year, we tend to play them pretty well. So, I mean, we have definitely the opportunity to do pretty well this coming into this year and second year under drink wits.
0: Yeah. And I do think, um, you know, like we talked about a little bit earlier, um, the QB competition's always good. Mm-hmm. And with Tyler coming in, he, he graduated high school a semester early. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's that competition with, um, uh, Bazelick or, uh, however you say his name. And then you got, <laughs> you got Brady Cook still there. You know, I'm sure that competition's going to help make, um, make them better. So yeah. And Bazelick uh-huh. already
1: the starter going into the year. So it's pretty much just a fight for the backup. And honestly, like Brady Cook might look good, but I mean, he, he wasn't the highly touted quarterback and once he got his Mizzou offer he he shut his recruitment down. This is his dream school, so I don't know if he'll leave at all.
0: Yeah. I I yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen. You know, uh, I know on Twitter one day I saw, I saw Tyler and there was a video of him playing Q B and I didn't realize he was so short. Yeah. So uh I, I know he's a good Q B but I don't know, you know. I mean he could be one, he could be the one that ends up leaving especially with Sam Horn coming in um mm-hmm. after him so it'll be uh, interesting to see but uh that is all I have for today is there anything you would like to add
1: No I mean unless you want to talk about your Cardinals are a little bit or how Boise State's going to look next year always open to learning about those since Boise State <laughs> yeah, operates not like I a power had... 5
0: yeah. Um. Well, let's let's talk about Boise State a little bit. Um. You know, they their their head coach left for mm-hmm. Auburn, so I don't know how that will go. Um. I know when the hire happened, it was very questionable because he doesn't really rec- he's never really recruited in that area, and so I don't know. I know he brought a he brought a lot of guys from his coaching staff from Boise too. Mm-hmm. Um. Auburn but uh I don't know I mean he 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 had a good program I mean not as good as uh the coach we had previously that coached at Washington his name's slipping my mind was right Chris, now but was it Chris Peterson Chris Peterson yep Chris Peterson um but I think the new coach we brought in the defensive coordinator from Oregon that previously coached and played for Boise is gonna be a good um uh a good coach there i i i especially think our defense gonna be good i uh right now we i think at the quarterback position uh position we're pretty set cuz we uh we got Hank Brockmeyer he'll be a junior he started as a freshman he was the highest recruited cor- uh quarterback in Boise State's history and uh i really liked him his first year he did really well His second – last year he kind of – he was okay. Um, uh, You know, he was out for a game or two because I'm guessing it was COVID. They never said why he was out. Mm -hmm. They said it wasn't because he was in trouble. It wasn't because of grades. But they never even came out and said it was COVID. So it was was weird that he was out for a couple games. I mean, maybe it was a family-related thing. Mm -hmm. But we also – our backup, we also had – a USC transfer, uh Jack Sears, I think it was. Uh he played well in the game or so he was uh he got to play in before he got hurt. So we ended up going our loss against BYU we had a true freshman third string quarterback because we also had our third string quarterback that was hurt, I think too. So we it was like a fourth string true freshman <laughs> that played against BYU which was our hardest game all year and of course we got destroyed. Yeah. Cuz I mean I mean and then we also we have this other guy coming in that looks uh looks like he might be pretty good but based on the people we have right now I don't I don't see how he'll get on the field anytime soon but uh you know we'll see what happens um Arizona I'm just really hoping we get a backup quarterback <laughs> cuz <'Cause, laughs> I don't know what it was. So I listened to Arizona podcasts a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. I listened to a daily one. And they still they still don't know what happened to Brett Hundley. Like, he was our backup. And then all of a sudden we signed the CFL guy. And just because he has a similar style to Kyler, I don't know, Cliff was just like, I want him being my backup all year or whatever. But Arizona was apparently bringing in uh, Colt McCoy for – I saw you guys visit. signed him, didn't you? i don't think uh th- well i think he's supposed to come visit sometime this week mm. it was just reported last week which was kind of weird yeah he was coming in this week for a visit and then reportedly we're supposed to sign him but i haven't seen anything since i do think it would be a good you know uh i mean cole mccoy obviously isn't like a starting qb mm. but i think he's a solid backup i mean He won the Giants a game last year.
1: Yeah, I mean, he keeps Uh, getting signed, so he's doing something right.
0: Yeah, and he's a veteran. He's been in the league for all these years. I think he would help Kyler. And, you know, they're similar in size. I mean, (laughs) it's not like – I think – I mean, obviously, Colt McCoy isn't a running quarterback like Kyler, but Mm -hmm. uh, I think the size – I don't know if it will really play a difference, but I think um, the veteran presence would be good because – I mean, the last two years, yeah, you had Brett Hundley, um, which was kind of a veteran um, around. But I mean, last year is Hundley, and then Chris—that was a, a uh, you know, first year in the NFL. So um, I'm just hoping Cliff's uh, play calling gets better. Oh yeah, that was, that was I
1: think really it enough. was it
0: was against you guys. Mm-hmm. It was like third and eighteen, and he called a run uh, option play.
1: Yeah, on Kyle, was he like, got one leg.
0: Exactly. That <laughs> still blows my mind. I, I have no idea what close. Yeah, this is a
1: make or break year for him, I'd say. What, year three for him?
0: Yeah, year three. And I do, uh, I mean, after last year, kind you know, we started to think he was a Nazi because there was, you know, when we started, like, was that, we started pretty good, like six and two or mm-hmm. something like that. And then it was just all downhill from there. And I mean he lost to some games just on his play calling. You know, the one thing like I really I want to believe in Clift, a uh, Cliff, but I really think they should have brought in a offensive coordinator.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think
0: it's I think it's too difficult for a head coach, like his first time being a head coach in the NFL, and not having at least an offensive coordinator to bounce ideas off of or mm-hmm. you know to talk with so, and which they haven't done anything so far and it doesn't look like they will. So I would say it is a make or break year for him. Um, you know, the one argument is, you know, before he got signed as he's never had a winning season as a head coach. And (laughs) as we saw this year, he still doesn't have a winning season.
1: Yeah. I thought Um, it was a skeptical hire coming in. I mean, I was like, the guy couldn't succeed at Texas tech and he had Patrick Mahomes
0: yeah. yeah um that is kind of crazy to think about they did i mean they did have that one crazy game where patrick and baker went yeah, they um, combined
1: like 1500 yards or something
0: yeah exactly and speaking of baker you know cliff also had baker before mm-hmm. kyler and still didn't win with so him he either couldn't see
1: his i mean granted he was a walk-on but obviously he's he has talent and Cliff couldn't either see it or develop it.
0: Yeah. I do think uh, the one thing good about Clift is uh, the players like him. Uh, and he, he seems like he works hard, uh, at least from the videos I saw when he got hired, because there was videos on his uh, work ethic on at Texas Tech. But, yeah, I don't know. It's a make or break year for him. And I really hope he succeeds, but if he doesn't, I really think they'll go offensive-minded coach again, and I wouldn't be surprised if they look at Eric uh, uh, the enemy? Huh? Yeah, from Kansas City.
1: Yeah, he's he's a hot commodity out there. I mean, I'm got, surprised he didn't get hired yet. What'd you say? I say yeah, I get skipped over twice so far.
0: Yeah, um, I'm guessing what I think he just doesn't interview well because he interviewed for every single job this year and you're telling me no team wanted him? Yeah,
1: it's got to be something. It's certainly not yeah. coaching ability.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, I know Andy Reid does call the plays down there, but Patrick was saying he really likes Aaron mm-hmm. and thinks he's a good coach. So, you would think that would do uh uh some for these other these teams, but uh you know, let's Let's talk about Deshaun Watson for a sec. You mentioned it a little bit earlier. What's your thoughts on that so far?
1: I honestly really don't know what to think. I mean, it just keeps grows in numbers each day. It's starting to – I don't know if the big number is a thing that it's hard to prove that they're wrong or if it's so big that it's got to be fake. But it's also – Yeah. Just, uh, the whole situation pretty weird.
0: Yeah. You know, I – you know, I really like Desha- Deshaun Watson. And I really hope all of this is fake. But, you know, just, there was more people that even came out today. And it's like, you know, I don't know. You know, like you said, I don't know if it's fake or if, you know, some of this got to be real. I don't know. Because I think
1: it was three more came out today to make it up to 19.
0: Yeah, it is up to 19 now. But it's just weird. One of, go ahead. No, you, you go
1: uh there's been no police reports filed, and there's been nothing filed yet but the lawyer that's defending all these women's just only posting on social media about it
0: hmm yeah i don't know i mean maybe it is fake and but you know if if this is all fake you know it's really sucks that these people are trying to varnish his name or yeah whatever I don't know. I was, I was reading the comments today and, you know, some people think it's the Texans that are doing this just to uh, keep uh, Deshaun around because mm-hmm. his trade values, Nothing. which I don't know. Like if, if his trade value falls down, then the Texans won't be able to get rid of him.
1: I don't think they want to get rid of him.
0: Yeah. I mean, that is, that is a point there. And, you know, maybe because of all, I mean, you know him wanting out. All that stuff's died down since all this began. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know if it is. I'm not saying like if he did do these things. I'm not trying to, you know, um, you know, it is horrible things, and I really hope he gets the help he needs. If he did do these things, but uh, I really hope he didn't because he seems like a really good guy. But again, I don't know him, so I don't, I yeah. Don't know him. All right, well, I think that's all I have. Um, unless you have anything else you would like to add? Uh, nothing, really. I mean, thanks for
1: having me on. Enjoy it. Look looks forward to it. I've been looking forward to it.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you came on, and I would, lo- uh, if you ever want to come back on, if there's any topic that just fires you up and you want to get on and talk about it, just send me a text, and I'll get you on.
1: Oh, you know I can go on and on about my teams.
0: So, pretty much <laughs>
1: if you ever need a guest, I'm always here. All right, sounds good. All right, thanks All right.
0: Kyle.